You're listening to Head Table Talk. I'm your host with all the toasts, Meredith. Each week, I bring you wedding news, hot takes, and stories about working in the wedding industry. Sit back, relax, and prepare your toasts. Hello, 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 Head Table Talkers. I am back at the Head Table, ready to deliver you a new episode. I'm coming to you from the Antarctic tundra that is the Midwest right now. I think we have gotten about 20 inches of snow this week, which I believe they said set a record for most snowfall in one week, and it's still coming down. So, we're going to keep this short and simple so I can get back and start cozying up with my little snuggle butt of a dog, Marvin, again here. Um, just a few quick things before we head into the interview. Be sure to have your notifications on and listen to next week's episode because if you are a avid listener around here, you will know that I have a yearly advertisement that will be coming back next week that has a lot of fun information in it. Wink, wink. So that should be coming to you next week. We also have a few other very exciting kind of changes, not really changes, coming into Head Table Talk. Um, so just make sure that you are following on all things social media, Instagram, TikTok mainly are the two that I'm on. Next, we are just going to do one quick hot take this week, and this one is spicy. So this unpopular wedding opinion says styled shoots are ruining the wedding industry. I have feelings about this. I agree and disagree. And that's the fun part about unpopular opinions. Um, Basically, their basis for saying this was that doing styled shoots are creating unrealistic expectations um, for what a wedding day can look like. And I do agree with that. Um, I believe styled shoots are amazing to use as a time to try new things for yourself and to get together with vendors and forge those connections further. Um, I think, like I said, it's a great time to practice new things. It's also great during like a slower season to just continue to shoot um, and not become kind of stagnant in our work. I think where it is kind of a downfall is when you are billing them as like, oh, this happened on a wedding day. Make sure that you're posting like this was a styled shoot so people can expect like, okay, like this isn't what I need to be necessarily imagining when it comes to my wedding day. Like this is all great for this, you know, four hours styled shoot. But when it comes to your wedding day, you know, it doesn't need to necessarily be what you're seeing in these styled shoots these days. So I do agree and disagree with that opinion. I have a fun styled shoot coming up here. Um, I'm very, very excited about it. It's going to be awesome. But I'm just kind of taking it as a time to work with vendors, um, really hone in on some things that I have been researching more and more kind of as this busy season has slowed down and kind of learning how to implement those in a setting that isn't necessarily um, as fast paced as a wedding would be. So I can really kind of practice that in a more controlled environment. So really excited for that. 
We have a great episode for you today, Um, but first we are going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Like I said, next week we'll have a new sponsor, so make sure you subscribe and listen for that. But first, let's hear a quick word from the sponsor and we will be back with our episode. Head Table Talk is sponsored by Beloved The Shop. Beloved is a curated collection of women's elevated basics and versatile styles. When you shop with Beloved, you know you are working with a company that truly has heart. I mean, love is in their name and literally everything they do. With things from everyday essentials, adorable accessories, and 18 karat gold jewelry, Beloved is your one-stop shop for a capsule wardrobe. I recently got some products from Beloved and to say I'm obsessed is an understatement. The pieces are high quality, so comfortable, and reasonably priced. You can take advantage of their prices and more by using the code HTT10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. That's code HTT10 at checkout. Shop today at BelovedTheShop.com and on Instagram. Pick up an Ankeny and fast shipping available. On this week's episode, I have Brittany of Brighton & Co., A devoted mom of three, Brittany has a remarkable gift for freezing moments in time with her camera lens. Her work is like watching a captivating movie, and she has this extraordinary ability to capture the essence of a moment with a truly unique perspective. Get ready for an inspiring conversation with Brittany as we delve into the passion for her photography and the art of capturing life's beautiful stages. Welcome to the Head Table, Brittany. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm so happy to finally have you on. I know. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah. So I kind of gave our listeners um, just kind of a very quick little intro to you. You are a photographer. Kind of yeah. tell us in your own words, um, how did you get started into photography and more specifically weddings? I think like any other photographer, it's funny that we never have this intention of ever doing this as a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always been one to have a camera. I think in eighth grade, we were at Target one time and I begged my mom to buy the Rebel <laughs> T, oh, yeah. whatever the heck it was for my birthday. And she did. And I think that thing went with me everywhere. Like my friends in middle school and high school were so sick of me because <laughs> I'd always have my camera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really had that interest for photography. I think it was just fun having this thing on me all the time. It was never right. like this intention of capturing moments or whatever. But um, right out of high school, I didn't go to college because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur because that's Mm -hmm. what my parents have always done. And I started a women's like clothing boutique um, Mm -hmm. right after I graduated high school. And I was actually going to start a website for that um, to sell my clothing, but um, everything would just sell out too quickly to even do it. It's so much work. Yeah. And I hated like I didn't like taking pictures of products. It was just mm. very boring and not my cup of tea. So I had this nice camera. I think I bought like a Canon Mark III for whatever reason. Um <laughs> and then somebody one day was like, Well, why don't you take pictures of people? Because it was just sitting mm. in my closet for like two years. Right. So I was like Okay. So on Facebook, <laughs> I think I put like, Hey, if anybody wants pictures, cause I think it was summer. I was like, does anybody want pictures? I'll just do 30 minutes for 30 bucks. And I had all these people like, you know what? That's a good idea. I'll surprise my mom with some pictures of me and my siblings. And then I did that for a few people. And then 
a couple people were like, Hey, can you do my kids senior pictures? And I'm like, sure. Meanwhile, I'm shooting auto for mm-hmm. six months, you know, while taking people's pictures. Cause I'm like, I don't know what all these dials and things right. mean because before I was taking pictures of a shirt laying on the floor, or, you know, right. it wasn't like, you didn't have to learn about your shutter and all that. So then it led into one person that I grew up with at church. She asked me to do her wedding and I was terrified. Like, yeah, I didn't say yes for probably a couple months because I was so nervous. So mm-hmm. I became friends with a photographer and she kind of mentored me a little bit and let me follow her around a couple like wedding days, second shot for a couple of times. And then finally I told this girl, yes, I'm like, I can promise you I'm not the best, mm-hmm. but if you want me, that's fine. Cause they were just trying to save some money right. too. And I was like, sure, I'll be there. And I brought somebody with me just to like that emotional support. Right. Of oh having, yeah. Oh, for sure. I know exactly what you're talking like, about. I doing why did I do this you know having rather than talking to yourself all day but yep. after I did that wedding I don't know how it even launched into what it is now because that was 2018 mm. I did one and then 2019 I did two or three and then it just by 2021 I had 34 so wow. it was like escalated really what. quickly yes yeah. And I would have never guessed in a million years that it would have been, I would even be here because I didn't ever want to do weddings. That was like my big yeah. thing. That's such bad anxiety. I'm like, if I miss them kissing, you know, the first kiss, mm-hmm. you can't have them go back up there in front of 300 people in the church and be like, hey, hold on, preacher, can you have them kiss one more time? Because yeah, it's a one-time yeah. gig. You know, you can redo any shoot. How would you say that that you navigate like kind of dealing with with that and, you know, being in these these high pressure moments? I don't I found a lot of peace on wedding days, like especially in my first year when I would just I would spend the whole week kind of like dreading that Saturday Mm. because I'd be like, okay, what is like you don't know what you're going into and it's not even the day itself but sometimes it's the families and sometimes yeah. it's like the bridal party you have no idea what you're about to walk into so on my way to wedding days usually every single one I'll listen to like a podcast or some sort of book but I always pray on my way there like mm. god whatever is going to happen today just have your hand in it if there's mm-hmm. a situation that you know I'm freaking out about just give me peace yeah. to like push through it because otherwise I can't do it on my own because on a wedding day, you have 600 things in your brain Mm -hmm. while you're getting asked a million questions too. So I think that has helped me a lot because it's just knowing that I'm not in control. Like, cause really we're not, it's wedding days are, you have 600 wheels turning. Everybody's turning all day. So it's like, just knowing that I prayed, God had his hand in it. It's going to yeah. be fine. Like I always just tell myself that going to be fine one way or another. Yeah. Today's happening. So yeah. 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 I feel <laughs> like the, the serenity prayer really gets me a long yeah. way on a wedding yes. day because that really is what it all boils down to. And you're exactly right. Yes. You know, I tell my couples this all the time, no matter what happens today, like you guys are going to be married you're yes. gonna spend the rest of your lives together, whether it rains, yes. it shines, whether, you know, your veil yes. falls out going down the aisle. Those things are so <laughs> minuscule in comparison to yes. the 50 plus years that you guys will hopefully have together. Exactly. Up. 
Like this is just the starting point. So (laughs) take it for what it is sometimes. Yes. It's crazy because I, um, I'm divorced now, but I got married. It was a snowstorm and Mm. it was April. It was the middle of April, the day before, like during our rehearsal, it was like 55. It was like a thunderstorm. Oh my gosh. But all week long, they kept predicting this giant snowstorm. I'm like, it's not going to happen. But of course mm-hmm. I woke up Saturday morning with like a million phone calls. Cause people were <laughs> like, my family was like, what are we doing? Yeah. And finally I'm like, I'm just going to head to the church. Cause that's where we were getting ready. And there was this house, maybe a few hundred, like half a football field away. And we could see it from the room that we were getting ready. And once that house disappeared from the snow, that's when we knew it was like bad. Yeah. Like, cause we we're out in the middle of nowhere in Iowa. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law is the pastor that was marrying us. And he came in our room that we were getting ready probably five times and just prayed with us. Cause I was freaking out because mm-hmm. obviously we were supposed to have like 400 people come. My photographer, videographer and makeup was two hours away. Oh, Luckily gosh. they all made it and they made it home. But it was just the whole day of like people nonstop were like, it's going to happen like one way mm-hmm. or another it's going to happen. And this was all like the year before I really got into wedding, like not even got into weddings, but did my first wedding. And the photographer of that wedding is actually the one that mentored me and Mm -hmm. let me second shoot with her for a year or two. But I just remember that day of like people constantly in my ear, like whatever happens, if there's 400 people or two, like 20 people, Mm -hmm. you're getting married. And I always remember that on wedding days now, because I'm like, honestly, that's, you're getting married. Like right. you two are here. So it doesn't That's matter anybody yeah. else. No. So it's like, I'm really glad I've had that experience Yeah, and have that perspective because otherwise I wouldn't know how it would ever feel to be a bride. That's freaking out while there's like yeah. people asking her questions all day. So during like that COVID time, I really sympathize with all those brides mm-hmm. because even though mine was like, we had like four or five days of anticipating the snowstorm, mm-hmm. but we really didn't prepare because in Iowa, you know, it right. could still be 40 degrees with a little bit of snow. Well, yeah, you said it was thunderstorming the night before. Yes. So who the heck knows? And it was like, who would have thought we got like a foot of snow and it was, <laughs> they took the plows off. They took the emergency vehicles off everything. Wow. But with COVID, I was like telling these girls, I'm like, just don't freak out. Like you're fine. Mm-hmm. Like you had a little bit of time to think about it and plan and potentially reschedule. I'm like, I've been thrown into this before too. Like mm-hmm. one way or another, either you do it the day you're supposed to, or you move it around. You're going to get married. Like, yeah, everything at the end of the day will be fine. Just. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I think, there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's something that is so important to just keep in mind is all the little things they'll happen. Yeah. At the end of the day, oh yeah, you're still getting. There's married. no perfect wedding day, like oh my gosh, not, no, no, absolutely not. So I want to talk a little bit more about um your company itself. How did you come up? So you kind of just launched your your new brand. How did yep. you land on like that name and kind of what story are you wanting to convey with this new branding that you have? So before I was Brittany Lauren Photography and. I have nothing against my name. I just have a very <laughs> long name and it's it's not something I ever wanted as a business name at mm-hmm. all. Um I've always loved a business name that has like a reason why or a story behind it. Right. Like my um woman's the clothing boutique was P48 
because when I was like seven or eight years old, I remember seeing a verse, it was Philippians 4, 8. Mm. And I've always remembered that. So I made my business P48 to stand for that. Like whatever is true, lovely, pure, um, think of such things or whatever that verse is. So with my photography business, I'm like, why can I not be creative? And I can't use that one. So I've got to think of something. So I've spent the last five, six years trying to brainstorm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this isn't happening. <laughs> so when I rebranded, um, I hired this girl and, um, I told her kind of like in the beginning stages, I'm like, I really want to rename this. So like, I know this isn't what I'm hiring you to do, but if you mm-hmm. have any bright ideas, just throw them out there. And towards the end, when I kind of did the final walkthrough of like her designs and all that, she's like, I'm just going to throw this name out there. If you like it, take it. If not, there's really nothing else I came up with. And she said it. And she's like, with how bright um, your images are and like just the warmth and the vibe you bring with your pictures, I just think it'd be perfect. Plus you're taking Brittany and Lauren and just cutting mm-hmm. each in half, putting them together because a lot of people do pronounce it Britain and co, yeah. which she's like, it's not so bad because that just sounds like your name put together, right. but you know, the meaning behind your name. Mm-hmm. And at the same time of doing my launch back in November, um, I hired her on a team because my business is just getting so big so fast. And I have three kids. My oldest will be five (laughs) in January. So it's like Mm. on the weekends, especially she's starting to get into like sports stuff and dance stuff. So I'm like, I want to serve as many couples as I can because I love that community and connection. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I need to create a company like a sustainable. Team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a team where I trust them. They trust me. We have this community with, like within us, but I can't give you my name. Like, mm-hmm. and I've had associates and team members shoot for me before. I just hate the idea of somebody thinking or calling them Brittany, even. Right. Like thinking, oh, that's Brit- that must be Brittany. Is that really what? Like, I thought she looked different. You know, something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. But also, just them also having this place where they feel like they belong to. Like, if it were me, I would hate to associate shoot and like be part of a team where it's their name because I would yeah. feel like just a little fly on the wall. Like, I want yeah. to make my team feel incorporated in something Loyal. and not just, yeah. yeah. So, I, I also renamed my business for that purpose too, just to give them a place where they belong, Mm. but also with that story behind my name and the vision that like the bright part, I don't know. It's just like, as soon as she said it, it just clicked. Yeah. And I almost didn't even do it because the pronunciation, I'm like, people are going to butcher this, but (laughs) I told her that, but she's like, it doesn't matter if you know right what it means and you know the reason behind it um kind of going back to the the you know you're gonna get married at the end of the day like at the end of the day like your company is gonna present itself as what it is and whether people say it the wrong way or the right way it's still (laughs) gonna be your company at the end of the day they're talking about exactly so it was just it made sense and I went back and forth and asked everybody I swear I put a poll on my Instagram (laughs) for like two weeks and everybody chose against it 
Mm. And that's another part of me. I was like, well, it must be right because if nobody likes it, that means I'm going to like it. So yeah. it just, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't go over, it doesn't go over, but I'm not doing it again. So yeah, it is what it is, but I love it so far. And I love the look of it and the whole thing. It's, it turned out perfect. So you said you kind of like got to shadow um, another wedding photographer and that's kind of how you learned getting off of auto and, and learning more about the different um, settings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. How do you feel like you have grown as a photographer, like kind of niche down into your own specific style? And how do you think you got there? I definitely don't think I would be where I am if I would not have like begged her to let me second yeah. shoot for her. Like three quarters of the time I told her, I'm like, don't even pay me anything. I just need to be there and get this experience. I need to watch. If you need me to shoot, I'll shoot. But I just mm-hmm. need to be in this moment. Even like watching her with the camera, you know, like what she's yeah. doing, how she's doing it. That helps a lot. But I swear, like, and I'm not even going to be any sort of act like I'm this person that just got it. I used auto <laughs> for like a year because right. I didn't know any different. I like everything I was doing was turning out exactly how I wanted it to look. I never saw a reason to like mess with the dials. Mm-hmm. And it just happened so fast too. If I was just doing stuff so little at first. Mm-hmm. And then that first wedding, I did like half the day auto because it was all the same spot all day long. So I never even had to do the whole different lighting and all that. But I remember there was one wedding or one shoot I did. I think it was a shoot. It was a family session. And we did it in their home. Mm. it was a newborn and I remember like what the heck is going on Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh crap like this is real like this is happening I'm like (laughs) doing this now and I'm like I gotta figure this out so I remember I watched YouTube videos which I think is pretty common too oh yeah Um, I watched YouTube videos forever and just really like especially during my off seasons and stuff and back then I wasn't crazy busy so I had a lot of time at home Mm -hmm. I would just like dink around with my camera like taking pictures of my kids at home and when they were babies and I'm like I'm just gonna experiment Experiment. yeah Yeah, Yeah. on my own time I think once that comfort came then I got a lot more comfortable on the wedding side like with the flash and it seemed like each wedding, I got a little bit more courage to be like, yeah. I have this. It's fine. Because yeah. at first, you just try to be so clean and professional. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to dink around at this today. You right. know, I'll do it on my own time. But there's right. sometimes in a wedding where it's like, you just go for it. You're like, I trust myself. I'm right. just going to try it. And then it turns out that you just love it too. It was super hard to like confront myself with that. Like, okay, you're not doing the best you can. Like, let's mm-hmm. step it up. You're taking yeah. people's money. Like, you're not just doing yeah. this for free. Like they're paying you. So you have mm-hmm. to get your ducks in a row before you can say yes anymore. That was kind of yeah. like, I came to like, like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, <laughs> okay, this is a real job. Cause right. I, I never intended it to be. It just happened in your lap. one day. Yeah. yeah. And thank God it did. Cause I've been so blessed by it. It's been amazing, but especially without even reaching out to other photographers and just mentors in general, it's like, I would have never be where I was. Cause it's scary to like, even shoot somebody a DM and be like, do you mind telling me like what flash you use or right. 
what your settings were because there's some nasty people out there like there yeah. are some people that they won't even tell you what setting they used yeah and that's like a free you know like what was your shutter for this and they're like oh I usually don't share that it's like why I'm not yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not stealing your people I'm not mm-hmm no one can like be anything. you like everybody's yes. gonna do things differently so. yes but that's you come in contact with that a lot but mm-hmm. I'm like there's some people that help me tremendously and they're like yeah just hop on a FaceTime call I'll show you quick but yeah. it's like okay like easy peasy all right boom. So, yeah <laughs> yeah there's I feel like the more that we lift each other up, just the higher everybody gets. Like yes. it only helps everybody out in the end. Yes. And honestly, like, like I love it because I feel like it challenges me to keep like, like you said, like trying new things and continually getting yeah. better. Like I don't want to just stay the same level of photographer that I've been. Yes, I want exactly. to see other work that other photographers are doing and be like, okay, yes, that's beautiful. How can I incorporate that into my shooting or, yeah. you know, take that and inspire something new that you can do? Yes, exactly. And it's even with my own pictures every year, I never in the moment think they get like that much better. But mm-hmm. even earlier, I was working on some stuff and I pulled a picture from two years ago. It did not feel like two years ago. I thought it was <laughs> funny from last year. I was like, <laughs> holy cow, like it's night and day difference of like Mm. my angles and styles and editing and I'm like how did this happen like you don't even right notice it but it's just all of a sudden like I want to keep growing like that too and it's you don't want to be stagnant and be in this spot because your business won't grow you know yeah it's it'll stay where it's at tell me a little bit about like your posing process are you more of like a Candid, kind of do this, or how did you kind of refine that to your style now? I definitely have changed that a lot in the last year or two um, because mm-hmm. I used to be way more of like a pose, like I would pose people and then I would like have them flow into mm-hmm. something else, even if I would keep posing them. It just depends too on like their comfort level for right. sure. You have to read the room, the first thing. Because if they're like a couple mm-hmm. or a family that needs to be posed and you can tell they want to be posed, yep. then you just do it. But then you have the people too that are just like, they don't even act like you're there. You know, they're just doing yep. their thing, which both are okay. It's easier to always just like let them be. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. my favorite thing is like to put them in a position or like, okay, you guys go walk away from me. And then turn around, walk towards me. And then as they're walking towards me, like they'll just do their thing. You know, like he might bump her hip or like give her a little spin. And then sometimes Mm -hmm. he'll pull her in and kiss her. I just click people when I take their pictures are always like, what is that sound? Because I click the entire time. Yeah. (laughs) I overshoot. Trigger finger. Yeah. I'm guilty there too. But it's like, I wouldn't want it any other way because when I call and I edit, I have so much to choose from which right. it can be a blessing and a curse in certain situations. Like there's times you don't need to overshoot. And there are sometimes, especially like the times where you do a prompt and you just let them kind of do their thing. I'll mm-hmm. just like walk around. I'll squat down, stand up, put my mm-hmm. camera up, you know, whatever. It's, you just kind of got to act like you're not there too. And then I think they right. definitely that's when the comfort level for them starts 
going up too, because I don't want, I've never wanted my pictures to look like somebody posed them. Like I always knock out like a few formal, okay, smile at me, especially wedding days. Cause grandma and grandpa always want like the formal in the front of the church, that picture. But other than that, I'll do like the basic formal ones, but the rest of the time, I just kind of let them do their thing and I'll just move. Like I really like to just keep things moving. I don't like to stay in one spot because it's just, I want them to feel as comfortable. How do you like establish that connection with a couple, with your couples and get them to be like comfortable in the moment and allow them the the freedom to kind of move around? I think, and this might sound so cliche, but I, I think it's just me. Like (laughs) I've always been told, especially this last year and this year, I've been told so many times that I just make them feel comfortable. Like they get out of the car and I'm always like, Oh, Hey guys. Like, I don't say, Oh, nice to meet you. I'm Brittany. Sometimes I do like it, especially if they like want to shake my hand or something, but I never make it seem like it's a formal shoot. And I've had a lot of girls, um, brides and then like couples, even wives, when I do families, they're like, my husband, like, as soon as they leave, they'll be like, my husband said that's the most enjoyable experience he's ever had. And I'm like, really? (laughs) I'm not saying I don't enjoy it, but I would have never guessed he was enjoying himself because half the time you don't know, but it was like, I, this is the compliments of, I have such like a comfortable personality, Hmm. which I've never thought of it like that. And it's, it's a very great compliment because then it makes me feel comfortable and confident going forward in my other shoots. So it just kind of a domino effect. You know, I get pulled at one time and then into the next session, I'm like, I'm just going to make them feel comfortable. Right. If that's, if that's what I'm doing, then sure. But I think, especially if I start off, I usually start off with like, all right, smile at me to test the light a little bit. And then Mm -hmm. I'll just go right into like, all right, let's just go walk this way. Just hold hands. I'm just going to hang out behind you guys. And then it just like flows. I talk a lot too during my sessions. There's rarely a moment I'm not talking, even while I'm shooting, (laughs) I'll be talking to them. But I think that conversation also alleviates any stress that Mm -hmm. especially it's always the guy that you kind of have to like, keep in mind, like, how can I loosen him up a little bit? Cause they just don't like pictures. I think that conversation and just knowing that I'm like a human and not Mm -hmm. just this machine taking pictures makes them feel like, all right, this is fine. We're just hanging out. We're in the middle of nowhere. Just hanging out. So it's, (laughs) I don't know. It's just a very, every year though, since I've started taking pictures, it's definitely changed. Like my comfort level. I started out just thinking like this routine mindset of we have Mm -hmm. to get this picture, this picture, this picture, make sure we stand right here. And then we're going to stand over there. Like I would always have like two spots in mind, but now it's like, we'll wander a whole park and just like stop mid walk and be like, Hey, go right there. You know, this spot looks great every year. (laughs) And they're looking at it. Like that's the same tree that's right there. So, (laughs) but it's crazy. It's like every year comes a little bit more trust in yourself and like a little bit more of like a confidence boost. Yeah. But you don't even realize it until you're in that next year. Right. Cause you're like, yeah. I would have I've... never done this before. Right. I feel <laughs> what am I doing? I'm, I'm currently like putting together a whole bunch of like end of the year, like recap reels mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And like looking back on my work this year, it's just like, it's always so fun to see like, Oh my gosh, like I did that. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's my picture yeah like I'm yeah. a good photographer sometimes <laughs> well not sometimes I mean you know what I mean yeah yeah just it's getting crazy yeah confidence. when you see your own work you're like wow okay yeah yeah I feel I like kind of like when you're editing like I don't know if this happens to you but this is something I've been thinking of a lot lately like when you're editing and like you look at your image, you always feel, is this like the same like quality of standard mm -hmm. that everybody else is delivering? It's kind of like I compare it to like when you're getting your house ready for people to come over and like you clean your baseboards, but nobody's going to uh -huh. look at your damn ba baseboards. Yes. You, know? yes. But you see it because it's your house. And, and you so know it's there. <laughs> yeah. And so you kind of like nitpick things and you second guess them. Um, yes. How do you feel that that kind of, propels you forward also to kind of become better and better I think in the last year or so I've really stepped back from like nitpicking at myself yeah. because of that reason because I am like a type a clean freak like control yeah. freak clean freak I don't know if it's me having my third kid last year because I had him <laughs> in December and so like the start of this year I just kind of faced myself with being like, this house will never be perfect. Mm -hmm. It'll never be the cleanest it could be. It'll never be the most organized it could be. And I don't know if that's kind of what spiraled into like my business too, but knowing that I'm never going to be able to respond within 24 hours to anybody. Like if you get a response from me within 24 hours, I'm probably on my phone at that exact second because I used to be like bang, 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 like immediately before I had three kids, like one kid was easy, super easy. <laughs> two kids is like iffy. But then that third one, I'm like, now I have two to or a kid, toddler and baby. So it's right. like three okay. stages. <laughs> yeah. So like with my business, I'm like, I cannot be like on the, like at the crack of a whip all the time. And I, with my editing, it's like, nobody's going to notice this teeny little thing right there. Cause I barely even noticed it. You know, you have to like zoom all the way in. But if you notice it and leave it, then I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. they're going to open it. They're going to see it. I got to fix it. Little things like that still bother me. But at the same time, in like the broad perspective of it, I'm like, at the end of the day, what's the most important thing here? Is it like how right. they look? You know, because there's sometimes during a shoot or a wedding where I'm fine, like with what I'm shooting, the couple's right there. But somebody like a family member or bridesmaid groomsman might be like, oh, do you want me to move that or that or fix that? I'm mm -hmm. like, I didn't even notice it. And it won't matter. You know, it's the black or the back is blurred out. But it's mm -hmm. like before I think I would have been like, okay, let's make sure everything is cleared from the back. Let's make sure that's off his shoulder because now I'm like, it's fine. Like, mm -hmm. I won't even notice it. And it's like, if it's like a little piece of lint or something, brush it like when I edit, it's like two seconds, but kind of letting go of that control that I used to have or not even have, but like expect of myself mm. to just serve people like at the drop of a hat. I think that's helped my business a lot because I was getting taken advantage of so much too. Yeah. And it was like at such a lower price point. Once yeah. I upped my prices, the client experience, it's like, I deal with so much more respect and like understanding. And then so you'd almost think it'd be backwards because sometimes people willing to spend more have higher expectations of. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been completely opposite, which was something that held me back from upping my prices for so long because I was so nervous of dealing with like the people mm -hmm. you see in the movies, like the rich people that are like so mean and like down your throat, but it's been opposite because when I charge super low, when I very first started, 
these people would make me cry at weddings because mm-hmm. they'd be like screaming at me when I was yeah. doing nothing wrong. Lowering like the standard I had for myself to be just human mm-hmm. and be on everybody else's level than just like the superhuman that can do everything in 24 hours. It's like changed my business completely. 360. Yeah, so it's been good. That's, that's so cool. Okay. I just have one last question before we kind of wrap this up, just kind of end it on like a, a light note. Do you have like any kind of favorite wedding moment or story that you've captured that like really stands out to you? Like, okay, this is why I do this job. I don't know if I could even pick out one thing. <laughs> um, I would say not one wedding or one thing that pops in my head, but it seems like every wedding, as soon as we hit that point in the day where we do sunset pictures, like that's mm-hmm. the confirmation for me mm-hmm. every single time, like not just for the day, but like for the job. Right. When you leave the reception and leave the chaos, I finally feel like 10,000 pounds is off my shoulders. Yeah. You can tell the couple is like a More whole different relaxed. couple than, yeah. <laughs> yeah, than who they were six hours ago. It's just like you get to connect with the couple, like close out the day and have like this one-on-one time. And I always feel like every single wedding I've done in the last five or six years, we've left feeling like best friends. Like we will do the sunset pictures and then we hang out talking for like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is why I do this job because it's not for the money or for me to have the images or anything, but it's for like the connection and like the community. Like I am not a hugger. I am not (laughs) at all an affectionate person, but I see, I like hug all my couples before I leave. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I hugging you? Like, yeah. I've said that before. I'm like, I don't know why I'm hugging you, but I feel like I'm supposed to. Like, yeah. <laughs> but there's just that, like, there's nothing that feels better than leaving, like, on that note. Cause that's, I never used to like force, but strongly encourage sunset pictures until mm-hmm. like last year. I was finally had that courage to be like, I really think you should do them because of that like Mm -hmm. final connection thing. Otherwise, if you don't, it feels like I'm just leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, like my, like clocking out kind of, you don't have that final, like send off kind of other than that. My favorite moment is always like when a grandpa or a dad Mm -hmm. or a mom like gives me a hug throughout the day and they're like, you're doing a really good job. Like that (laughs) makes me, and I'm not a crier either, but that always makes me like melt. Mm -hmm. Like every single insecurity I had that day is like gone. Because you don't even talk to them almost all day and they're noticing they're watching you and they're telling you you're doing a good job when nobody else is and you're not Mm -hmm. telling yourself, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I always like melt when that happens or when I just feel like a little hand on my shoulder. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I know. I would say that's, that just means a lot to me. And it's something that I always remember. Like, and I can tell you exactly what weddings, like a Mm -hmm. dad or grandpa was like, you're doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Or they'll give me like a high five or something. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Just warms your heart. Yeah. Well, Brittany, it's been awesome having you on. Where can our listeners find you at online? My Instagram is at Brighton underscore co. And then my website is www.brightonco.com. At the end of every episode, we always toast to something in the last week that has made us laugh, given us a smile, or maybe just helped us through um, I'm going to go first and then I'll have you go if that's okay. Okay. It's out of reach of me right now, but I can see it right there. I'm going to toast. <laughs> I finally caved in. I became a Stanley girly. I got oh, the, yeah. the big Stanley water like flask giant thing. Did you um, get the 60 ounce one? 
No, I think I got the 40. 40? Yeah. So I, I lost my, my hydro flask at the airport. I was really bummed about oh. it. And I was like, you know, I really would like to have something that could fit in a cup holder. And I was yes. just like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it. So I got to Stanley and dang, I'm a much more hydrated girly now. <laughs> and having it fit in a cup holder is definitely like, it's been so helpful. Like it's, I didn't realize how much I was missing out on until I have it. Now. It's a so game gonna, changer. It really is. Yeah. So I'm going to toast to my Stanley. How about you? Oh, that, that is so funny. I love my Stanleys. I am a like emotional support water bottle. Oh yeah. Girl yeah. for sure. I have one and I cling to it. I want to do something totally unrelated to photography because it happened to me yesterday. My daughter, um, she'll be five in January mm. and she's in dance. She just recently has turned into like a girly girl, not my cup of tea, but it's hers. Mm -hmm. So we'll go with it. Um, so now she tries to get into my makeup, which mm -hmm. I have like two things. <laughs> so she asked me to put mascara on her and I was like, no, you don't need any. She goes, I just want to be pretty. And I said, Emerson, you are pretty. She goes, well, you're only pretty when you wear makeup. <gasps> so <laughs> that's what I'll toast you. Hey. So we put makeup on that day. I love it. Oh, kids, <laughs> kids. That's so funny. Yeah. They really just yeah. get right through you. Oh, and they don't even <laughs> care. She's like, I know. Looking at me like, what? <laughs> like, I, why are you, why are you offended? Yeah. Like, I'm just, <laughs> well, oh. I think you're beautiful all the time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. All right, listeners, we'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then, cheers. Thank you.